Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. E-bikes and e-scooters are a common topic of discussion with a huge rise in the numbers that we see on our uh, roads. Well, one lady took to uh, Twitter yesterday with the following suggestion. I'm going to read her tweet. It says, this idea is so simple. I'm sure there's a reason why we can't give every kid in the country an electric bike when they turn 16. Back of the envelope maths, 35 million euro per annum. Teens get independence. Parents stop them drive, stop driving them around. Car dependence drops. Fosters a cycling culture. And that tweet uh, was posted by uh, a lady called Katie Harrington, and Katie uh, joins me on the line. What an interesting idea, Katie. Where did you? How did you come up with this? Hi. Um, so I have a background in public policy, and in the aftermath of the COP twenty seven summit last week. I thought all the politicians were saying the right things in terms of where we needed to go, but none of them announced any big ideas about how we were going to actually get there. And I thought, I I was just thinking about how do we create a next generation that's less dependent on cars? Mm. Um, And I know that when I was a teenager, I would have loved to have been able to get around without asking my parents for lifts. My parents would have loved if I was asking for fewer lifts. Um, but I was eight kilometres from the nearest town. So a 16 kilometre um, round trip on a regular bike might have been a bit of a challenge, but on an e-bike for a 16-year-old should be very doable. So, yeah, it was just an idea that popped into my head and people seemed to like it. But, um, yeah, in general, I'm just trying to think of ways that we can um, reduce car dependence. Okay, so your suggestion is that uh, give every sixteen-year-old an electric bike. So at that young, at that age, uh, they won't even be thinking about getting a car, for example, because they have uh, the independence of their electric bike. Um, the the cost, though, of of this, some people think insane idea, is thirty-five million euro a year, roughly, as you said, yeah. uh, back of the envelope maths. Um, you obviously believe that this is a, a price worth paying, £35 million to give a, a free e-bike to uh, 16-year-olds. Is it not the reality, though, that that's pointless if they're not going to use them? Just put, to put that figure in context, I live in Galway, and the Galway Ring Road is going to cost €600 million. Euros. So you could run this scheme for um, 15 years, 16 years, for the price of this one road in Galway. Um, is, is it pointless if they don't use them? I mean, it's easy to say things like that. There's other initiatives that we've had, like the smoking ban, where people said, that's never going to work. People aren't going to do it. People aren't going to stop smoking in pubs. Not going to happen. It's easy to talk down ideas. Mm. And there's a lot of Irish people who have a problem for every solution. Um, but I think, rather than thinking about all the reasons why it won't work, it would make it would be more productive to say, well, how could we make it work? Or if this isn't the idea that's going to reduce car dependence, what is? 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I, we all believe we need to head in the direction of uh, lessening our dependence on, on cars. It is uh, something that we have to do uh, over the coming years. And this is a very interesting uh, suggestion. I, I'm thinking, though, the middle of winter, dark nights, freezing cold. Are 16-year-olds going to use the e-bike or are they going to ask mum and dad for a lift? What if they only use them in spring, summer and autumn? If, if, if they use them for three quarters of the year, that would still be a big win. Yeah, OK. No argument there. Stay with me for a second, uh, Katie. I'd love to get uh, you involved in this conversation. Do you think this is a good idea? So basically uh, what Katie's suggestion is that we give every 16-year-old an electric bike. Um, it will give them independence. The parents stop driving them around. Car dependence drops, and it's it fosters a cycling culture. Um, Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is our number. You can text us on five three one zero six. Gary is on the line in uh, in Dublin. Um, what do you think of this idea, Gary? That we um, give a free e bike to every sixteen year old? Shall we give them a free pass to the emergency department as well? Why would we need to do that? Happen. The amount of injuries that are caused by e-bikes are worldwide are frightening, uh, specifically traumatic brain injuries. And as a traumatic brain injury survivor, I can tell you uh, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. They're heavier, harder to control, harder to steer, harder to stop. And uh, let's be honest, teenagers are not the most responsible people in the world. So where well, Some of them are, some of them are. Majority of um, the same with e-scooters, uh, equally as bad. Twenty-five million euro for to give people bikes. If if people want their sixteen-year-olds to have bikes, buy them. Why should everybody else? That twenty-five million could go to the disability community and cut the shortfall there. The amount of even in Amsterdam, even in Holland, with seniors who cycled all their lives, they're thinking of making a compulsory to use helmet, that you have to wear a helmet on an e-bike because of the massive increase in traumatic brain injury in, in seniors. Okay, Katie, let me just throw that back to you because uh, we know uh, that people do get injured uh, using uh, bikes, electric bikes or uh, manual bikes. Are we risking filling up our A&E departments? It's definitely, definitely more dangerous to be in a car than to be on a bike. <laughs> we have hundreds of deaths every year from cars and nobody says, well, we should, we, 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 we just, but, but if you're 17, you can drive a car. So if you can drive a car at 17, I think you can be trusted to cycle a bike at, at 16. Uh, but yes, you can be trusted. But um, Gary's concern is that we will have much more injuries if we have every 16 year old out on the roads on a, on an electric bike. Does Gary think it's safer for them to be driving cars? Well, Gary. Well, actually, I never brought cars into the conversation, and I'm not talking about cars. That's a different conversation completely. That's like comparing apples and pears. They're both fruit, but they're both different. I'm talking about e-bikes, e-bike injuries, e-scooter injuries. I'm not going to get get chased a red herring of, oh, cars are dangerous. We all know that. The problem with e-bikes and e-scooters is they're causing a massive increase in injuries. They're causing a massive increase in pedestrian injuries where people lose control. And in fairness, something that won't be pointed out by people, most of those, an awful lot of, the majority of e-bike accidents and e-scooter accidents are single vehicle incidents 
They don't have, they're not hit by a car, a truck, a bus, an aeroplane. They fall off. They lose control. Single bike accidents called SPAs. I have the documentation here in front of me. All across the world this is happening. But it's not going to happen in Ireland because Irish cyclists are different. They're not going to wear helmets. Teenagers don't, children wear helmets on their bikes. And then when they become teenagers, they stop wearing helmets because it messes their hair. It's not cool. All the information is there. As I said, it's, it's rather than distracted with, oh, it's green. And all this, as well as that, an awful lot of the, mid, the lower range e-bikes and e-scooters are not green. The higher e-scooters are not green. I have all the information here. It's it's Where all it's, it's good from because honestly it sounds like nonsense. Well actually if you if you study it like I have, I've over two gigabytes worth of information on this. So you say where it's coming from uh, all over the world, scientific journals, all over the no, world. No, give me the name reports. of an uh, an organization or something that I can go and look up after this because okay, it sounds like nonsense. Well actually no, it's not nonsense. Uh, let's see. Let me say, call up one of them. Uh, we will put, uh, Katie, I will get that information off, Gary, and we'll send it to you as soon as the interview is finished, okay? Looking forward we to that. We could be here all day. Um, Cormac is on the line uh, in Drumcondra. Uh, Cormac, an e-bike for every 16-year-old, what do you think? Um, I think it's a great idea in principle. Um, but uh, unfortunately, uh, the infrastructure in Dublin is left to be desired. Um, it's it's significantly better than it used to be and is continuing it, to get better. Yes, but it's it's nowhere near comparable to the likes of Amsterdam and Copenhagen and even Sweden in, in, in the Nordics where children cycle to school uh, quite regularly. So it's it's it it is a, a cultural change that we need to make, um, and there there will be um, cultural changes needed um, to make this possible. I think it's a great idea. Um, another idea that we could go along with that um, for the the sixteen year old kids is instead of putting them in traffic at rush hour, uh, to delay school openings till ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, which has been proven to be better for their education and would take them out of that dangerous time zone of uh, rush hour traffic. Um, and, and, and even that, uh, with the, uh, the cycle lanes, um, because they're so small here in, in Dublin, uh, many of them are only one metre to 1.5 metres, um, they're just not suitable for um, faster moving cyclists. Um, uh, with slow-moving cyclists in them. Mm. They've been badly designed, and uh, and that's the main um, upgrade with Bus Connects. And even, even in cy- cycling groups here in Ireland and international groups have deemed them um, cycling lanes completely unsuitable. Uh, we need a whole traffic lane, a, a, a double-wide uh, traffic lane, for faster moving cyclists. Okay, so you, so you like the idea in principle, uh, but you don't believe that the, we've good enough infrastructure to accommodate it. Let's, uh, Katie, I'll bring you back in on, on that point. And I know you were saying earlier on that you can throw loads of negatives. Let's look at the positives here. Um, but th- these are realities. Of course. No, I absolutely agree with Connor. And 
if you introduce a policy like this, you don't introduce it on its own overnight. You introduce it alongside introducing better infrastructure, maybe introducing compulsory helmets or compulsory high-vis to make things safer. A tweet is 280 characters. I haven't got a fully formulated public policy created <laughs> on this. But like, no, fully agree. We would need to dramatically increase uh, or improve the infrastructure. Okay, now I know I know this is something that you addressed already, but uh, I'm going to put it to you again because Barry in Cork asks, he may not have heard you address this, why not just a bike? Zero emissions, uh, batteries are a pollutant. Yeah, so as I said, um, because I am from rural Ireland and I had an 8km journey uh, from my house to the nearest town and it wasn't a straight road either, it was it's a very uh, hilly journey, I would have a lot of people would consider it a difficult cycle on a regular bike, whereas on an electric bike, it's a lot more doable. And then uh, we were talking about uh, the weather in the in the winter. Um, this message came in as a direct result. Uh, tired of hearing Irish people moan about bad weather, meaning people won't cycle. Visit Copenhagen in December and you'll see how that makes us look like wimps. Uh, from kids to grannies, school runs to cargo bikes, bike lanes are packed. Uh, to your last caller, um, traumatic injuries caused by e-bikes um, are higher than those caused by cars. Or are they, he asks, um, would overall injuries not be lower if we were all on bikes and no cars on the city roads, which is a fair point. Jack is on the line in uh, Wicklow. Um, Jack, do you think this is a good idea? Yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, uh, well done, Kate. Um, but I totally agree with the caller. I think Irish infrastructure is is not quite there yet, but um, it is definitely a great idea. It's definitely feasible. Like when I, I live near British Bay essentially and I see 8am every day kids waiting outside for a shared for school buses or whatever they're doing to get into Wicklow Town and because it's an unfeasible walk um, and like Kate said it's also it's a, it's a fairly unfeasible cycle as well it's no it's not too bad like it's it's, uh, it's well, like a 15 minute drive um, so a bike would be no bother especially if you're on an electric bike and the, the difficulty is safety aspect of it and um, so overcoming that hurdle would be ideal i also think it would it would um decrease test of electric bikes if they're you know, accessible and free uh essentially and and more commonplace than for generally crop as well um but we're just behind in uh you know when you look at every other country um like in respect to your last one of your recent texts there mentioning Copenhagen, um they are out on cycle that's the difference um, whereas we're um, struggling with our rural roads. Um, but perhaps it, it could be looked at first um, heavy school routes um, that are, you know, under a certain amount of kilometres or something and trying to grasp it in, in chunks like that. Mm. Um, but it is a, it's a great idea. And I have to say, Katie, uh, there is a lot of uh, support coming in for your uh, suggestion. Uh, obviously, uh, some negative uh, comments, but a lot of uh, support... What can you do with this idea, which you've just thrown out there, um, uh, to have it listened to? Well, I I can contact the Green Party who are in government and who have made, in fairness to them, some reasonably decent uh, changes to public transport in terms of making it cheaper and more accessible. I think this gives people a lot more flexibility than that. Um, I'd encourage anyone who thinks it's a good idea 
to write a quick email or text to your TD and let them know. That's the only way these things happen. All right, it's been great talking to you, uh, Katie. Thanks very much indeed. And, uh, and well done on such a creative tweet that has got people talking. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And this is Adrian Kennedy in for Andrea until two o'clock this afternoon. We're talking about and we're getting reaction to this idea. Uh, this was a tweet by uh, a lady we were speaking to called Katie. She says, this idea is so simple. I'm sure there's a reason why we can't. Give every kid in the country an electric bike when they turn 16. Back of the envelope mats, 35 million per annum. Teens get independence, parents stop driving them around, car dependence drops, and it fosters a cycling culture. And we wanted to get your reaction uh, to that uh, proposal or suggestion. Free e-bikes for under-16s. Under no, we're not talking about under-16s, so that uh, texter. Over-16s. What drugs are you on? Every street will become a racetrack. Kids crash and sue the government for encouraging them to go on bikes. They'll be uh, straight onto eBay to sell their bikes, says that message. Let me go to um, Robert first. Uh, Robert, um, your reaction to that suggestion? Yes, I think it's, it's a good idea in in. in in theory, but in practice, no, because the teenagers, uh, because of their age, will be, of course, running mad. And you, you wouldn't hear a person coming behind you. I'm an older person. I've just experienced uh, three years ago, 2019, I was washing D.C. right around from the White House and myself and two friends. We were sitting on a seat and across the street, we witnessed a young woman on a knee scooter mm-hmm. with a helmet on and she fell off. She didn't move. The ambulance arrived about 20 minutes to half an hour later. And later that day, it was reported on the news that this lady had brain damage. Now, I think there's not enough talk about the security, uh, the, the, the safety risks of, of, of e-scooters and probably electric bicycles, but they're not so bad. So I, I think, and we do not, I agree with the former callers, we, we do not have the infrastructure here in Ireland. It's okay talking about Holland and, and, and Denmark, all these countries, flat countries. They have allowed for that, and they, we don't have it. And that's my main point. I have witnessed a person mm. being seriously damaged. I don't hear that on the radio or newspapers. I haven't read about anybody else witnessing somebody actually falling off an e-scooter and that was it, probably. This woman could have died. This young lady could have died. Yes, and uh, obviously there are uh, risks associated with cycling. Um, you know, they, those risks are there today, but we still are trying to encourage people to get on their bikes. Yes, there's nothing wrong with getting on your bike. I used to bike a lot myself, a push bicycle. We just don't have the infrastructure. I, I live, uh, you know, in Donegal, and we have a lot of rural roads out here. We can hardly even go out on our normal bicycles. It's so dangerous, people. There's no allowance for people, even if you have your jackets on and you have your helmet on. And especially in my area, people coming from work are going to work. There's no way. (laughs) We don't have the infrastructure. It's very discouraging. Yes, we do need to use our bikes and and walk, of course. Um, But we just, I I don't know. I don't really know how the answer is for the we just don't have a, the infrastructure or the, on narrow roads in the countryside. There's no way. 
Okay, well, um, a lot of people uh, don't like the idea, think it's a ridiculous idea. This text came in and it says, uh, nightmare suggestion without planning, no insurance, no training, 16-year-olds are are already on them and flying across pedestrian crossings with no regard for cars or pedestrians uh, needs planning and infrastructure first before this idea is even considered. Uh, another message from Ray, taxpayers' money for e-bikes? If they're 1500 before, once the supply supplier knows it's the government paying for them, they will rip them off and start charging 3000 says uh, Ray. Let me go to uh, Will, who's on the line in uh, in Dublin. Will, what do you think of this suggestion? How are you doing? Um, yeah, just a quick observation there. I think um, I think overall it's a good idea. I think that uh, I live in the Harles Cross area, and I know uh, I have a car, but I cycle mostly. And uh, I just see that there's very few young people cycling. I know when I'm cycling in the morning, about eight in the morning, or um, later even, you very rarely see teenagers cycling. Mm. I just think it's a shame. So, uh, and I, 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 that is one of the reasons uh, that Katie made this suggestion. Yeah. Uh, certainly, when I was a kid, an awful lot more teenagers cycled then uh, okay, than yeah. than do now. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So that's the main point. I mean, okay, just, but, just uh, do you yeah. think that? Uh, I mean, the reality of it is that many of those, many of today's teenagers do actually have a bike. Yeah. They just don't use it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, good point. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you gave them a free one, are they going to use it anymore? I suppose. I suppose. I mean, I take a point. If someone's from a rural area, the roads are more dangerous in terms of tight bends and so on. But I think certainly around, you know, Dublin, basically other urban areas, there's a very strong argument for it. Um, Rise of tide raises all boats and all that kind of thing, you know. So. Now, as a matter of interest, you say you cycle a lot around uh, around Dublin. Do you, yeah, well, it, it, the infrastructure, obviously, for cycling has improved. Has it improved enough? No. I mean, I think most people would say that. But, I mean, even kind of cycling down the canal into town, uh, even the cycle lane there, uh, when you turn right off Harrow's Cross, it's very, uh, it's wrecked looking. It's knackered. Like, you know, you can't really... You can't really cycle on all the, the path. It's only it's only small anyway, do you know. Mm. So that's an obvious. I mean, that's one of the main cycle paths in Dublin, and it's knackered looking, do you know. And it's it's all you know creviced and all that. All right, thanks for your call. Thanks for your call, Will. Scope for improvement, but thanks very much. All right, no bother. Um, Martin is on the line in uh, Galway. Martin, welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hi, how you doing? Uh, you um, believe that there should be some caveats when it comes to something like this. What do you mean by that? Oh, I do. Yeah, in in Holland, the the first exam a child does is is in Holland is the cycling exam, and I think we could do that here. And if uh, it could be a stipulation for if you get an e bike that you have to do an exam to qualify to cycle it. And what does the uh, cycling exam involve? Is it like a, a, a driving test? It'd be like a driving test. Yes, you'd be showing how to use the rules of the road and how to uh, uh, how to to behave on the road. So. Um, and are you not allowed not, to cycle without that? I'm not sure if you're not allowed to cycle, but it's 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 uh, the first exam that's done. I I know that. Okay, I, so I you you would that. like to see us introduce some sort of a uh, a bike exam so that at least people who are on bikes know the rules of the road at the very least. Well, yes, and it would be a start for every sixteen-year-old from there on in to to learn. I mean, this is done at twelve in Holland, but I mean, we can start at sixteen uh, with an e-bike if you if you want to introduce it. You know. Okay, so if we were to bring in a test, then you would be in favour of of an idea like giving every sixteen-year-old a free e-bike. 
I would be giving them uh, the, the use of an e-bike, uh, and you can start her off in, as a, as a, in, in one town or in one part of Dublin and see what would happen. Uh, but uh, I would I would be open-minded that you, this would be a good idea to try and, and kickstart the uh, people to use more bikes and get out there. And there would be less traffic on the road and the, uh, because of uh, bringing, bring, not bringing children to school all the time. And, and, uh, and that's one of the reasons behind this uh, suggestion that uh, parents will stop, uh, will, won't anymore have to drive them around everywhere they go. Um, yes. They become more independent. They can do their own thing without mammy and daddy. Yes, and uh, I mean, that would be good for their, even their uh, mental development uh, uh, because uh, uh, being driven around, it become less streetwise. And uh, I think it, it has positives all around. Uh, and as well as that, you could also arrange for schools to be, for a certain time for schools to open so that everyone would know it's going to be bikes on the road at this particular hour, mm. especially when there's a, when, uh, for cycling to school, especially. All right, good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. More of your uh, messages coming in on this. More green idiocy. Spending money sooner than we can make it. Nobody from rural Ireland will be uh, on the roads on an e-bike with uh, ice on the roads. And another message. Once these teenagers become adults, they will simply move on to cars themselves. The answer is public transport, which removes the need for cars for all ages. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Pardon the pun, says Kieran in uh, Hennis. Uh, Paul is on the line in in Nace in County Kildare. Paul, what's your reaction to this suggestion? Well, I suppose I have two thoughts on it. I suppose, firstly, I agree with that guy from Galway about education and the use of the roads um, because you'd see a lot of cyclists who have scant regard for the rules of the road go through red lights and stuff like that. So I think if there is to be a scheme and it is backed by the government, there should be um, education in schools. Mind you, um, I'd argue with you say- that uh, any cyclist that you see going through a red light, for example, um, knows the rules of the road well enough that a red light is something you're not meant to go through. Do you, do you understand what I mean? They don't need to be taught I because do, they I know what a red light back, is. Back to enforcement. And if the volume of kids who would be getting these bikes increased, well, I suppose then it would be up to the 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 Gardaí and the Commissioner to put in place more police um, to enforce the rules for everybody, not just school-going children. Um, but I suppose there is, uh, the text I sent in originally was about there is a bike-to-work scheme for people who are in employment, and why not have either a bike-to-school scheme so that parents can pay for the bikes and then the kids can keep them after they leave school, or you have in lots of schools, you have book rental schemes, you could have a bike rental scheme that um, Parents keep the bike for the term and then they hand it back at the end of term and if there's any damage, they pay for it or they could buy it out over the period of the term, perhaps. But the other thing then is on a day like today where it's lashing rain and which is quite frequent here in Ireland, I mean, people mention Holland and Copenhagen and stuff like that. Well, we get all of the rain from the Atlantic before then. So, but what you would need in schools is access to showers and also in workplaces is access to showers drying rooms for wet gear and also covered parking areas for bikes. So if you go to Amsterdam, for instance, uh, near the railway station, there's a huge bike parking area covered um, and you pay a small fee and you have the security there, but also you don't come back to a a wet bike. Mm. Um, And 
I suppose in, in lots of Irish offices and, and in schools, there isn't any of those facilities. So there'd be very little parking facilities for bikes. There'd be no shower showering facilities for people in workplaces or in schools. And there'd be no drying rooms either um, for wet gear um, in probably offices or schools. Okay, now it's becoming very complicated uh, to introduce this scheme if we need to do all of that. Like today, and it's it's lashing rain, and you've got, do you want your child sitting in school all day, stinking the person next to them who's been driven, and then also possibly getting pneumonia because they're there in wet clothes all day long. You know, so uh, you'd have to put those facilities in place. And those facilities should be in place in offices as well if you expect people to get off get out of their cars and onto bikes. Thanks very much indeed. And the other uh, thing sorry, is you, you, could, sorry, you could also have like the Coca-Cola bikes, like the Dublin City bikes. Um, there could be a scheme like that as well or have access to those if in urban areas for schools and maybe encourage them to put rat, um, banks of those near schools so that they, they could be used instead of people actually having to buy their own electric bike to have access to the Dublin City bikes. All right, good suggestion. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, let me go next uh, to uh, Cork, and Chris is on the line in Cork. Welcome to Lunchtime Live, Chris. Thanks, Millian. Um, wh- wh- what do you think of this suggestion to give a free e-bike to every over 16? In theory, it's a great great idea, but, I mean, once you look into it and into the practice of it, uh, it falls over. I mean... The main basic one is if the government are going to prov- provide these electronic bikes, they're the ones who the insurance co- who the, are going to be sued for on the insurance side of things because they're going to be responsible. Mm. You know. So, so, so do you I think mean, they they should have to have insurance if this was brought in? No, I'm saying that if anybody gets injured off it, they they can come back and sue the government. The government oh, right. provided the the government provided the bike. Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) this is actually becoming more and more complicated by the minute. You know, this is our campo culture. I mean, it was the reason why most companies stopped having Christmas parties, because the company was responsible for what happened on the night. Chris, that's, you know, a, so that's actually an interesting conversation for another day that I'd love to have. Yeah. Um, but, oh, okay, so you think that this will lead to uh, lots of lawsuits against the government um, after injuries on these e-bikes? On the bikes, the minute they come off the bike, the first person they're going to pursue is the person who provided the bike. Interesting. All right, uh, Chris, thanks very much indeed. Um, more of your messages. A huge reaction to this, by the way. Um, give out e-bikes to 16-year-olds for five years... They become voters and the infrastructure problem will be rapidly solved, says that message. E-bikes, a great idea. Unfortunately, we don't have the road structure in place for safety. They will be competing with cars and trucks on narrow roads. Only back from Amsterdam and a fantastic uh, road and bike network. uh, Not safe on the majority of Ireland's city and town roads. Uh, Ken in Dublin uh, sent this message. In Sweden and Denmark, cyclists, other road users and pedestrians successfully coexist very well because they cycle at a standard average pace. If people want to race, they are com- uh, they are a completely different need, says uh, Ken. Uh, we'll squeeze in one last call. Uh, Siobhan is uh, in Dublin. Siobhan, welcome to Lunchtime Live. Thanks. What do you think of this idea, Siobhan? I think it would be a good idea if people were properly educated and if the 
legislation was in place that people were required to wear helmets and high-vis gear uh, and to do training. Mm. Um, I think, as it stands, it's quite dangerous. Um, I cycled everywhere until I was 23 and got my first car. Uh, and quite often I would go out for the night, have a few drinks, cycle home, not think twice about it. And it's amazing, really, that I never came a cropper or injured myself or somebody else. So I have a 19-year-old and I have a 14-year-old. Uh, the 19-year-old used to cycle to and from the gym and refused to wear a helmet. So we've actually just invested in a car for him. He works half an hour's drive away. And it was actually better for the environment to get him his own car than to have us dropping him to and from. Because, you know, we're in bigger cars mm. with bigger engines. And if we were doing an hour's round trip to get him there and an hour's round trip to get him back, that's not so good. So we wound up getting him a small one metre car so that he's just doing one uh, hour's round trip. Um, and, he, you know, I don't worry about him in the car at all. Whereas if he goes out on the bike, no matter how short the journey because he won't wear a helmet, he won't wear high vis. I worry. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm reading a, a text that just came in a second ago, and I, I wonder how can we encourage young people back onto bikes. Um, this message says, my teenage son won't cycle to school because none of his friends do. He said nobody in the whole school cycles, and there are 1,200 students in his school, um, and none of them cycle to school. That's That's a sad state of affairs, really, isn't it? Well, I think if we educated the children in primary school about the rules of the road and about road safety on a bike, um, I think you could handle it that way. I think it should be done in fifth or sixth class. All right, let me read uh, one final message, and this uh, is from Fran. It says, I walk every day in my local village in Rathcool in County Dublin at 71, trying to keep mobile. I have nearly been taken out of it three times lately. Teenagers using the path on scooters, e-bikes and bikes. If I had just stepped left or right, I was down. Uh, Same in the local park where cycling is prohibited, so you're not safe anywhere, says uh, Fran. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.